0: Hi there. Now usually on this channel you hear Invasion of the Puddy people, but this week I'm bringing you something special as we dive into the world of the sensational new TV show, The Last of Us. True, fungi cannot survive if its host's internal temperature is over 94 degrees. And currently there are no reasons for fungi to evolve to be able to withstand higher temperatures. But what if that were to change? What if, for instance, the world were to get slightly warmer? Well, now there is reason to evolve. One gene mutates, and an ascomycetia, candida, ergot, cordyceps, aspergillus, any one of them could become capable of burrowing into our brains and taking control, not of millions of us, but billions of us. Billions of puppets with poisoned minds, permanently fixed on one unifying goal, to spread the infection to every last human alive by any means necessary. And there are no treatments for this, no preventatives, no cures, they don't exist, it's not even possible to make them. So if that happens, we lose. So today we're joined by one of my favourite guests, someone I get on most seasons and someone I've talked about a lot of random stuff that isn't related to family films. And we're not talking about family films today because, why not? It's it's, uh, Will Chitch. Hi Will. Hi there, how are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, a, a pluffer of great films have been on recently, so I've been watching those. Uh, um, yeah, I've watched a lot of good films, and then I've watched a film called Soul Man. Have you heard of Soul Man?
1: I have heard of Soul Man? <laughs> I've seen Soul Man.
0: Oh my god, I've you seen did. Soul Man. It was one of the worst viewing experiences of my life. It was it was uh, for listeners. If you don't know what Soul Man is, go look it up. But it's it's horrid. <laughs> It's it's a horrid film from the eighties. Not in the way that you know there are other horrid films from the eighties. This is a is a teen comedy, and when you look it up, you'll find yeah. out exactly why it's bad. Um, how have you been? What have you been up to? You, a, you were you were forty one. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday!
1: Thank you, mate. Yes, I I turned forty one a couple of days ago, and I'm absolutely fine with it. <laughs> I just a number. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. fine. Absolutely fine. Yep. It's, yeah. It is just a number. Yeah. I mean, it's a number I don't particularly want to see on cards. But, um, you know, it is, it, is it is a lot of
0: candles. Um, yeah, it's a lot of candles. And there'll be even more candles next time. Candles. And just because I'm 41, I, ha- I haven't
1: got... Th- yeah, and because I'm 41, I haven't got the lung capacity to blow them out anymore. So, you know, but there we are. Getting yeah, old is fun. Um, yeah, but it's good. I've had a lovely little bit of there. Very uh, civilized evening at the ballet in Cardiff, mm. which was nice, and then a less civilized evening on the Friday where I got very drunk, and then um, yeah, I went to see Seth Lakeman. Yeah, it was very civilized. So yeah, <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So I I have got you on for something that is about the opposite of civilized. It's about the collapse of civilization because we're going to talk about The Last of Us, uh, which uh, for anyone who has been living under a rock is the fantastic new TV show that's. Over here on Sky and Now and in America's on HBO. And yeah, I uh, I can't really link this into family stuff. I'll be honest with you. I, I've, I've struggled to link this into family stuff. My link is only that Naughty Dog made Crash Bandicoot and Crash Bandicoot was part of my childhood. But that is such a tentative link here that maybe I'll just be honest and say, I just kind of wanted to talk about The Last of Us. <laughs> um, yes, that's all it is. I just want to talk about The Last of Us. So this is who Robert screwed us over with? The Che Guevara of Boston? I mean, war must be going pretty shitty for you to be buying from scumbags like him.
1: Yeah, it kind of has been. The merch was bad, and he obviously didn't take fuck off
0: for an answer. Give me my knife. What do you need a car battery for? Don't. Not at her. Point it at me. Yeah, so before we get into it, anyone who doesn't know The Last of Us game, I mean, why you listen to a podcast, our podcast about the TV show, if you don't know about the TV show or the game, weird, uh, the game is from Naughty Dog, who have made uh Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, and Uncharted. And I have loved them since Crash Bandicoot. They've followed them all the way through. Yeah, they have done amazing uh games. And this came out in 2013. There have been various re-releases of it. It's on it came on the PS3, then the PS4, then the PS5, and it got a sequel. And I love the sequel. The sequel is deeply divisive, but I love it. Um yeah. So before we get into the TV show, what is your relationship with the game? Uh, how do you feel about The Last of Us as a game? And are you a gamer? Yeah, so I
1: am not a gamer at all, which is, and the reason I did play The Last of Us, there's two games, I've three games I've played all the way through in, on various platforms as an adult. Last of Us, um, one of the Resident Evil games, which probably was the first one, and A Grand Theft Auto because they were all big releases and everyone said you have to play them and the last of us was like that it was i was working in hmv at the time and it came out on so the, the first time it came out it would have been ps3 and um yeah there was this big thing about this game being a, the closest thing to like a cinematic experience so that's what sold it to me and i did play it and like i say it was a while ago and yeah i loved it i remember loving it i because I'm not a gamer and I haven't played the second one and I, there's part of the last of us, the, the plot that I can't remember, which is great because <laughs> I'm going into certain things blind, but yeah, I, I remember loving the game and like I say, for me to sit down and play a game all the way through is a novelty. Cause it just doesn't happen. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. as so I played it when it came out. I remember it being this year where we got like a really great Bioshock game and a really great grand note. Maybe a really great Grand Theft Auto. And then this, I think it was all in 2013. Um, what's it, Grand Theft Auto? There, there were like a couple of really great f- games out in one year.
1: I feel it would have been a Grand Theft Auto because I think I bought the PlayStation 3. Hmm. Because I don't buy consoles. I bought myself one for The Last of Us and probably Grand Theft Auto. So I'm I think it was it Grand Theft the Auto
0: 5. I think it's the last Grand Theft Auto that came out. Um, and I played... All those games. It's probably the last point I felt like a gamer. I got a PS Four thereafter, and I have played games. I have played like Uncharted Four and The Last of Us Part Two all the way through, but I've kind of like when you get kids, you don't really get time to be a gamer. Like, uh, like, like games are like time dumps now. You like got dump so much time into them. So like we have a Nintendo Switch, which is fine for me. My level of gaming is Mario Kart or um, Super Smash Bros on the Nintendo Switch. Like I'll play it for twenty minutes. And go, that was fun. Let's do something else. Um,
1: yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we have a switch in the house because of the kids and I. I have,
0: but I just the
1: thing is, I don't think I understand games anymore. I can't things I can't do straight away. I just, I and and was playing something. It was too
0: complicated. And that's the thing. Like most like non-switch games I've played, you've got to like spend like five or six hours of playing before you get good. Like I started playing a game called horizon zero dawn. I think it's where there are like these like robot dinosaurs and you're going around and you can catch them and kill them. I can't remember. I was bad at it. And then my partner was playing at the same time and she is really good at games and she will spend hours on games and like I'll fall asleep and she'll be playing it like two hours later. And, I'm that's that I'm not a good like open world gamer. But with The Last of Us, because it is not open world, but like you can explore the environments you're in, and it has this like plot that you just follow all the way through. Like I didn't love playing the game, but I loved the plot. I was v- very much into the narrative and the characters and the world. It's just as a game, it was tense and terrifying. Like oh, I didn't yeah, I didn't have fun playing it. I'm not very good at stealth stuff. But I then played the sequel. I love the sequel. Um, yeah, and so I kind of had a bit of trepidation with a TV show based on it because I know they tried to make a film that hadn't um come to pass. I there's a couple of famous uh, actors they had lined up as potentially Ellie, I remember. But yeah, I was a bit trepidatious because outside of like Werewolves of In and I guess Wreck It Ralph. Gaming adaptations tend to be a bit ropey, and I wh- I have seen Uncharted the film, and it's not great. Ah, uh, yeah, so I wonder what you thought about this uh TV adaptation we, we were getting before we saw it, and also that it's from the team behind Chernobyl, which is one of the most brilliant and upsetting TV shows I've ever seen for me. Um, yeah, so are you aware of Chernobyl, and how do you feel about like there being a TV adaptation of this? Yeah, it
1: was because I remember, like you say, it was. It... The adaptation has been bandied around for a long time since the game came out. I remember there being chatter of, because it was, um, I remember the rumoured castings of, for Joel and things. So it's been, It's and part of me was always, well, the game is so great and so cinematic. I don't really see the point. Do you know what I mean, I, I was always a bit like, oh, you know, I know what's going to happen here. We're going to get a, a version of it, which is not the same. It's not going to have the, so yeah, I was always like in anything you've enjoyed, like a book you've read it. You're always trepidation about what they're going to do with it. Mm. So I was all I was on the fence. Fine, whatever. But it, I w- it was it was never something I was particularly excited about them doing. But as but I'm not a gamer, so again, <laughs> I don't have the same. Yeah, when when these games adaptations get announced, I don't have the thought. Oh my god, they're going to ruin the game because I don't really care. But with the Uh, Lancashire, because I had played it and enjoyed it, it was always a bit like, "Mm -hmm." And it makes more sense when they announced it was going to be a TV series. That was the first thing, a limited series, the first thing that I thought, okay, that makes more sense. Mm. And obviously as casting and who was involved came about, I thought, right, we we could have something special.
0: Yeah, and so we're going to cover the first three episodes and you're going to come on another two times because there's nine episodes. Um. So we're only going to do up until the end of episode three, and we're going to a little bit about episode three because episode three is a bit special. Um, but yeah, what do you think of it? Do you think this is a special TV show? Like, um, obviously, like, I'm doing a series, and it's so, like you can tell my opinion. Yeah,
1: I, I, I genuinely do. Like you say, what, Chernobyl is for me one of the the best limited series. Like, um, yeah, it, it's incredible. It was so good, and like you can see get into it too much because we'll talk about it but you can see that kind of class bleeds into this there is a a real the writing is really good and i think that's really important which you probably don't find with like i've seen video game adaptations of course i've played doom (laughs) and i've played a level of whatever and you just go i see what you've done there you've just put the rock in doom that's it but is there's there's a you've I feel that this is not gonna it's not banking on the fact that you've seen the Last of so Us they've mm. gone and they've they're making a great TV show, and um, yeah,
0: yeah, I might get at the end, but I actually think it would be beneficial if you've never played The Last of Us, because so there, there's a degree of authenticity Ooh. which is lovely, but it's also like mm. it is mostly going down a, a similar path to the game. So if you played the game yeah while there's been some diversions diversions some differences so like episode three which again i'm teasing up talking about that but yeah, episode three is it's essentially the same uh mission as that bit of the game but it's just completely rewriting what that bit is um but i think we can all even though we've not watched all the episodes can suspect that we're probably going to end up in a similar place as where the last of us ends, and I won't spoil it here because if you are listening to this and you've only seen the TV show, I'm so happy for you. Um, you don't want to yeah. have the ending, so uh, yeah, because my,
1: my other half Kylie has is not a gamer in the slightest, There's no interest in gaming. Um, because I had said, Oh, we will watch The Last of Us, and like I, I would imagine a few people I like, said, so I was based on this, and before I finished this game, like, Oh, really? Like... <laughs> And I was like, no, no, it'll be good. And now fully invested. Mm. And like literally has no idea of, had no, not even an inkling of what the show was about, you know? And so she has no idea what's to come or what. And that's why, I think that's why it works as well. She was clearly doing something because she is fully invested, like Mm. can't wait for the next episode. She has no interest in the game whatsoever,
0: or any type of gaming.
1: So it's yeah. it's doing it. It's a great
0: show. That's heartening too, because hear like uh, everyone who, so all my siblings are watching it. We're not. We're, two of my siblings are watching it. Two of my colleagues are watching it. They're all loving it, but they all have an awareness of the game. Either they've watched partners play it, or they themselves have played it. And it's um, it kind of fills me a bit of warmth that that even if you don't know what the game is, you can get on board with this.
1: Well, yeah, literally nothing. Like, Kelly didn't even know they... I hadn't seen a trailer, anything. Because I'd only watched a trailer because, obviously, I wanted to... As I thought, with the casting and stuff. But, yeah, literally nothing. Not just a poster. now that was it. So when we watched it, I didn't queue up anything. I said, this is, And, yeah, absolutely loves it. But then it's funny because it's one of those, I think, like I said, we'll get into it episode three... But since episode three has happened, now my parents are watching the last one because they've heard such great things about it. Mm. Also have no idea. i don't, not not 100% sure they even know it's based on a game. They just know <laughs> it's a really, it's apparently really good show. So yeah, it's it's crossing over to the, the, the fact that it's based on a game. I don't think it matters now. It's getting word of mouth for being a great show.
0: Yeah. And great, I guess it's... Because um, it feels classy and authentic and and one way it does that in the first two episodes we get these cold opens that are completely new material. So the first one starts of a 1960s talk show and we get uh, John Hannah, I think it is as a professor who's basically theorising what would happen if fungus was able to survive like a, a, one that takes up the host was able to survive in us. And it basically says it's going to go really badly, which is what we then see play out. And then the second episode starts at the out the beginning of the outbreak, and again, the scientist is brought in to investigate a body. And her response, which she finds out what it is, is to just take the most extreme path possible and destroy the city. And it's like, ah, it... this is this is this is great. Yeah. And like that's I I feel that's kind of like the Chernobylness of it. Like there's like these moments where. It feels authentic, even though it's a sci fi based on a what if in 2003 a deadly fungus based pandemic had wiped out most of the population. Like that's what it is about. But there's an authentic feel to it, like in how it looks and feels.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that cold open with John Hanna is very much in that. To novel the look of it in that wheelhouse where it is, and it is ve- like a similar feel to it. And I think it's one of the. I think that cold open that is one of the best cold openings to a a pilot, well, a, a yeah. first episode because it it sets out. lets you know because it is, and also because it it's different from the game, but but like it lets you know, right? We are. This isn't like your standard game adaptation. We're taking this seriously. This is authentic. This is, and I, I would imagine there's, there's an element of why it was, it wasn't just an unknown that It was John Hanna. We're saying, you know, it was a, it was definitely yeah. laying his cards on the table and going, this is, this is. Where it was we're like at. And it's we're classy. We've got, money, we, we've got money.
0: We've got money to make this look like a 1960s TV show. We can employ John mm-hmm. Hanna to do this one scene part, and he does it really well. And the, the monologue is incredibly well yeah, written. And it's like, yeah, I think it's an incredible cold open that leads into an incredible first 30 minutes, which um until episode three hadn't been taught by the show. I thought the first 30 minutes were yeah. incredible. We see like the first day of the outbreak and we see it from uh so I should have said up that uh Joel is our hero in Inverted commas, played by Pedro Pascal, and he will be tasked. With taking Ellie, who's played Bella, and Pedro Pascal plays Joel, Bella Ramsey plays Ellie, and he'll be tasked with taking her on a journey through this like post apocalyptic hellscape. Um, but in this, we're seeing his, from his daughter's perspective, of the day of the outbreak. And it is a really brilliant event. Again, it's close to the game, but the way it does is it is brilliant and it still has that devastating punch at the end when Joel's daughter dies, which is key because it is sort of this like loss that defines a character. But yeah, like to go from that cold open of John Hannah giving a monologue about how we would be fucked if this happened, that we would lose, to that day. It just is like this 30 minutes of TV that I was like flabbergasted by, by how good it was like that first 30 minutes is incredible
1: yeah it said it said it's as good like as good as TV gets that first 30 minutes it is so great to the point where I did worry going further into the episode I thought I thought we would suffer diminishing returns because of how good that's it th- and I mean it is absolutely superb that first 30 minutes it is brilliant but it, it holds up, but yeah, it's an incredible opening of a, a TV show. I mean, I can't, I can't really think of anything as good recently. Not, not that it's the best opening yeah. episode of a show ever, but as opening 30 minutes of an introduction to a show goes and set the world building and setting its, like say, ladies' cards on the table, I can't think of anything much better, really.
0: Yeah, and... I mean, in general, for me, this TV show right now is much better than anything I've watched in a long time. Like, I've watched TV shows that I've Mm. got on board with that I think are great, that are entertaining, but at this, the first three episodes do something special um, and that first 30 minutes just like (laughs) had to pause it for a minute because I was like oh, that was a punch in the gut, even though you know it's coming. It still has that impact. That's how I knew this was a great 30 minutes was that it doesn't deviate too much from what I played, but it was that having it shown the way they show it is, is really impactful and effective. And it, I, if, if I might text you. I've definitely texted several people. I feel like I'm reliving trauma with this. I feel like I've gone through a traumatic experience <laughs> 10 years ago and now they've made a TV show of it. And I'm like, I'm doing it all again. I'm going through this painful experience again. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, i like,
1: I say, i can't say too much obviously, but if if you know the trajectory of the story. Yeah, that's why you're going, uh I oh don't know. But that just shows how good it is I still want to watch it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I'm I still know, there every week. I'm still like Yeah, every, every Monday I Watch it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is this is this yeah. is good. I'm enjoying this. I can't remember the last TV show I watched on a Monday. Um, there was definitely one. Maybe last year or the year before, that I would watch every Monday. Like it would come on on a Monday, and I'd just watch it in like the morning at some point. Uh, yeah. And so then from this 30 minutes, we get sort of the core components that we um uh, expect. We get the rim of the show, which is like we see that society has collapsed. That it's become a terrible place full of desperate people trying to survive limited resources and an overwhelming threat outside um yeah and broken people in search of hope like there's the fireflies floating around which are like this like guerrilla group that are offering hope and then as you would expect because it is a post-apocalyptic story people are the real monsters yes there are some pretty terrifying monsters out there like we see the clickers Mm. in the second episode which i mean I hate the clickers. They killed me yeah. so many times in the game. Uh, you will see the clickers, but yeah, the people are the real monster. And if anything, we've not really seen many of the infected that much in this show. It's always, it's a lot more about like, well, what happens if people have all their stuff taken away or well, they get kind of bad. And uh, yeah, um, I think the show's doing a great thing. I think it helps that Pedro Pascal's in it as Joel and he is Fantastic. Like, he's great. And, like, he is great. Probably better than he's ever been. And he's been great in a lot of stuff. But for me, this is his best performance because it's like this like conflicted character who has this loss early on. So we see what's motivating, what's been uh, curdling within him for 20 years. Because, like, so after the first 30 minutes, we jump ahead 20 years to 2023. And we see this figure who has lost so much and is broken. And <laughs> he's is not a nice person but is a good person if that makes sense like there's a yeah. he's a good person underneath the veneer of hostility that he has to survive yeah i want so i wonder what you first thought about the show's like representation of the world around them across these the first two episodes i guess and then uh Petra pascal as joel yeah so like let like me
1: say it sets out it's you know it what it's going to do in. You know First 30 minutes, and it's also another moment which is purpose built with Joel to say, you know, this isn't going to be light, fluffy, chase the zombies, survival horror with the child that and where they have, where they're getting rid of the bodies. And it is, it's a proper, oh my god moment, but it's your introduction to Joel in the world, and that you. Can see he's Pedro Pascal is so good in it because you can he's clearly broken, but there's also a definite edge to him. There's an underlying anger which you can see, and that is quite a difficult thing to pull off without actually doing a lot because there's no there's no big in apart from the first thirty minutes. There's no big. There's no big monologues from him to set up his character. It's all in how he, yeah, how he just, how he carries himself. And it is, yeah, he's he is brilliant there. Yeah. I mean, and I wasn't sure about the casting at first, but yeah, I can't think of anyone better now. He, he's superb.
0: Yeah. And um, I say he doesn't have, he doesn't have as many lines as other characters. He doesn't have his big moments of dialogue. He's just there doing his thing. Um, Yeah, I think it's a great performance. And he's still hot, which is good.
1: You could easily have done this show as, like, if you wanted to just pack people in, is to get your hot movie star action hero who doesn't look like he's gone through anything. He looks like he's had a bit of dust. He's gone through a little bit of dust. You know, that kind of thing, where he's just... And then you have to take his shirt off, and he's still ripped. But he's got... Because you'd have to, but like they don't do that. He, yeah, he's a good-looking man. Is old Pedro, but he still got that weathered, broken look about him, and again that edge to him where you think, yeah, he, he could, he could do a bit. He'd kick off, and yeah. you, you need that with him. If he was just your Hollywood heartthrob, if it was who I'm not even going to mention his name, but if it was. Our future Mario, oh, man. yeah. It, uh, which it,
0: it could easily have happened that way. Yeah, it could it could have been any number and... of like um, I don't know any like thirty to forty, like thirty five mm. to forty five year old actor could take he... on this part. But thankfully, that's not how it works. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, Joel is is an older character. Like they've retained that kind of like age of the character, which is is nice. Uh, yeah, like there's like these moments where Pedro's on his own and he has like a look uh, and I'm like, my heart's been broken. I, th- I think it's, I think he's an actor who's given great performances, but this is his best one to date. And um, like almost immediately, I was like, he's perfect. I love him. Yeah. And he's paired with Bella Ramsey's Ellie. And I think Bella Ram- Ramsey's getting better. Like, I don't know if I particularly warmed her in the first episode, but as we continued on her journey... I can see why they've cast her. I think Yeah. I think they look
1: as you watch it now, as you get further into it, like you say, it she becomes bad. But I do think the only thing and this isn't about this isn't about Bella Ramsey beard, because she is great in it. I, I just mm-hmm. think they slightly not I wouldn't say fluffed her introduction, but it I didn't take to her immediately. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, there was something it was, I I can't put my finger, on, but it was just like, like oh, like, oh, I don't know if this is what I want from this character.
0: Yeah, but and the other thing I is that the character was... that they're playing Ellie is, uh, as some people have great emotional attach- attachment to them, and also is the uh, like protagonist for much of chapter two. So we've spent a lot of time with this character. And I think it's tough to initially have them. I think it's I think it's a tough role initially. I do think that I so I've seen episode four. You haven't by episode four. I'm like fully on board. I think it's great casting. I just think episode one. I was a bit like need to see a bit more of you. Yeah. And episode two. I was like okay. I can see why. And then episode four is like yeah. okay, I can see why. And episode four. I'm like okay. Yeah. No great casting mm-hmm. love it and it's yeah i think it's just a tough role um and like the only other major person in these two episodes whether you've noticed anna torves tess who is like this key figure early on in the narrative and like her, again spoilers but you know if you've not watched this while listening to this um she dies at the end of the second episode um which happens again in the games but it needs to be there to be the thing that pushes Joel onwards. And I think that uh, Anna is great in this and her chemistry with Pedro is particularly strong. Like that might be the Mm Bella thing for me slightly is that we meet uh, Anna's Tess first and Anna's Tess has this built-in relationship with Joel. So there's that chemistry and that kind of lived in quality to them. And just with uh, Bella Ramsey's, Ellie was watching it from the start. So, because we're following it, Joel and Joel is hostile to, yeah. to them. That might be it for me. But yeah, I, I think Anna Torf is a great test. Like the couple of episodes she's in, I think she's great.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like you said, like the, the chemistry between her, it was just, again, not... Yeah, it's just really well cast because it's... you absolutely by that again she is just a bit broken and you know because yeah yeah, yeah. they've just
0: everyone is it, broken in
1: this yeah and that's why the the, the the casting has worked so well because it's not not that they aren't very attractive people but they're not they could easily have been um, you know Chris Pitts or anyone but it They need to have an edge about them, and that's where they get right. There's an edge. A well, is this uh, you can see? There's a bit of darkness about them, which
0: let's mean after after two decades of this story, yeah, I expect them to be a bit bit, um... get a bit dark, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a bit nonplussed. Yeah, yeah, and then so like so we end episode two with Joel and Ellie together, Tess has died and they're now out and on their journey to the Firefly camp. Uh, and episode three is not about them. They're in it. They're in it at the start and at the end and Joel pops up in the middle for a scene. But episode three is like, what I think is really bold choice. They follow different characters. So in the game, Joel and Ellie go to Bill and kill a car from him And in this, Joel and Eddie go to Bill to get a car from him. However, Bill's story is different. So we follow Bill's story in episode three. He's played by Nick Offman. Love that guy. And we basically follow for two decades his uh, relationship with Murray Bartlett's Frank. And so Bill is a uh, survivalist and Vodacom is a conspiracy nut, whatever you want to call him. So he is flourishing actually during this apocalypse because there are no people around. He can go and take stuff and he can make his own town. Frank comes into his life by going into a trap and fairly quickly, they uh, fall in love and have a relationship. And so we watched their relationship unfold over some of the most devastatingly heartbreaking hour and 20 minutes I have watched in a long time. And I saw next exit at the London uh, at Fright Fest. So I have watched devastating, uh, sci-fi dramas. Um, yeah. Um, is this one of the greatest episodes of TV ever?
1: <laughs> yes, and I mean, I do. I genuinely do. It's a absolute stunner of an episode of television. I know. I'm not sure I'm on board with it being the best episode of television <laughs> ever yet. I mean, I, I, I do get where people are coming from, and it is amazing. But I'm just not sure I'm there yet. Like, wait, I want to rewatch it, and I will. I, I I do want to rewatch it. I don't know if I can put myself through it again, but <laughs> I do need to rewatch it. But it is an absolute standard of an episode, and I, I hate the word like it's bold, but in the context of this show, in the context of how the game pans out, in the context of certain elements of internet culture, let's say it's a bold move like,
0: so, because yeah for me the boldness is why i think it's bold is that it's like the third episode in and it basically mm-hmm. for the most part leaves uh our our series focus alone that's why i think it's bold the the fucktards online have an issue of this because it's it's two men in love can get in the fucking sea, yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. But like, d- yeah, they're d- This game, this the games get pretty queer, and I I love them for yeah. it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. You think the
1: fact that it, it's bold anyway, because like you say, it's t- it. It's three episodes in, just as we're like, we've had a, a set piece in episode two where we've got the clickers, and we're kind of in the territory of right. That's we've got to we've we've know the threat of the clickers. And then to completely take us out for an hour and a half of, like you say, a devastatingly sad love story, mm. is bold. Take the take everything that's gone on around it with, like you say, the fucking idiots online and the the review bombing. Take all that out of it. It's still a bold hour and a half of television to just, yeah, just take us completely out of it and take something from the game. And make it this thing. It's a, a yeah. It is a maybe. It is the best episode of television. I don't know, but it, it it is an absolute stunner.
0: I mean, I I don't know what the best episode of television is. Like, I don't know if it's like the episode of Futurama where his dog Seymour is. Uh, they find the fossilized remains of him that has a devastating. I don't. I don't really want to say the best episode of TV is the one that makes you cry the most because I don't think that's what no. it is. Um, I've watched this episode twice which is ridiculous because it is devastating. So we should, right. If you haven't watched this episode, pause, go off and watch it. I'm going to give you, I'm going to count to five in my head. Okay. You've, you've gone off and watched it or you'll have for me to tell, talk about the ending. So this ends. So we watch over like how this episode works, like jumps forward in time. So we get three or four like scenes and just moments of this couple. So we get like their gestation, and then we get them a bit further in and a bit further in. And then we get their end, which is that Frank is terminally ill and um asks and basically tells Bill that it's his last day and that Bill is going to uh, kill him, essentially. And instead, what happens is that Bill uh gives them both the drugs they need to die, and he dies with his partner and it is devastatingly heartbreaking but also hopeful because it's the last of us is a mostly hopeless world it's it's a world that says that things have got really bad and people are dying a lot and you don't get everything is terrible there are people there are things trying to kill you all the time in from people to monsters but what this episode does for me is it says but love is still an option like you can still find people in the darkest of times and it's different from how... So the rest of the stuff feels very much like from the team of Chernobyl. This feels a bit different. Um, and, yeah, I... Uh, is it the greatest... I think- yeah, I don't know if it's the greatest episode I've made, but it's just... I just... um am so impressed that this is the third episode of this series.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that they, they clearly... Wanted this to be, and it is something special because the, the, even the director is, um, uh, the director of the episode is Peter Hall, yeah, Peter Hall, and he directs, he's Russell T Davis's go to guy, so he directed oh, wow. It's a Sin and directed, oh. um, I think he's directed, yeah, so the oh god, it's a sin, it's just, devastating, exactly. And it's <laughs> a sin, is that sin before The Last of Us. This episode, it's a sin, is the last thing that absolutely fucking destroyed me. Yeah, it's a and sin.
0: That yeah I can't remember which character so, it was who died. There's a character who dies and it's a sin know, and it's, it's, oh, it's, I mean loads I, of people dying it's a sin because it's about the AIDS episode. Yeah, but it's so, absolutely.
1: yeah. I mean there's quite a lot of that but it it's again, but I think the him being the director that is a key like he knows what he's doing with that episode and it it is similar to *It's a Sin* in the sense that it is a queer romance, and he he knows what he's doing with it, and he does build up this. You it's exactly like *It's a Sin*. You get to know them and really love the characters, and yeah. then they're taken away from you. It's horrible. I've it's seen a,
0: it be called like uh, this is the *Last of Us* ten minutes, first ten minutes of *Us* or not *Us* up so this is the first yeah, time yeah. it's about playing out over an hour and 20 minutes yeah. and uh, i guess because nick offman and Mary bartlett who are both like really seasoned tv actors obviously we all know nick offman because he's ron from parks and rec but marie bartlett's been in so much tv and they're such seasoned actors that immediately they come on and you're like i i you immediately warmed them even though like nick offman's bill is is a conspiracy theory nut <laughs> you're like well, yeah, yeah. And it's like a great exchange where like uh I Frank is shouting at Bill about how he believes that the government are Nazis, and then Nick uh Offman's uh Bill goes, Well, the government are Nazis, and then Frank goes, Well, they are now, but they weren't at the time. And it's like this, it's <laughs> I think that's why I like it because it's just it's quite funny. And oh yeah, there's some genuinely funny stuff in it as well. It's, it's, yeah. But Which it's it, not what again. the TV show could be. Like the TV show can't just yeah. be this episode, every episode, it can't just be a different story that ends devastatingly because it oh, would kill me. And like,
1: yeah, and I think I, I think they they've been inc- again it's incredibly clever writing, and they must have they, they will have known there would be this like you say the fucking idiot backlash. But yeah, it's just it's it's a brilliant it is a brilliant brilliant episode of Telly, regardless of what the context of the show it's whatever the episode, whatever this was in, it was just a fucking great episode Mm -hmm. of Tally. The performance, the writing, like you say, it's funny. There's some really funny stuff in it. The the romance isn't cliched. It's, yeah, and it's so, like, it's just lovely. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it more devastating. It's not, like you say, again, it's not too hunky man having this sex scene and it, it's not, yeah. it's just a genuine love story and it, uh, it's, it's yeah, heartbreaking. And, isn't and it? so
0: many of these characters are older characters because again, this yeah. is a story set 20 years into an apocalypse so like Joel and Tess and Bill and Frank are all older characters and so we watch like two older men find love with each other we watch uh the uh, we didn't really talk about the the complicated relationship that Joel and Tess have which is sort of romantic but not it it feels a functional love like they work together and they are partners but that it mm-hmm. doesn't ever really go because we don't have enough time with Tess it's it's just implied stuff yeah i i, I um I think this first three episodes are some of the perhaps the best first three episodes I've seen of a TV show for a long time. Like a TV show that takes big swings, has like a first 30 minutes that's not set during its like main time, has all this like lore that's being like fed into us because games can do it in different ways, and this does it by giving us snippets, like the talk show monologue, the beginning of the outbreak, and then uh, will take the third episode off of the main narrative and it's still advanced to the main narrative um, and we should briefly say yeah, I mean the music we should briefly say that so the Depeche Mode song that's at the end of the first episode which is narratively used because 80s indicates danger it's like a code and there's music being played from Bill but it's it ends on a Depeche Mode song that's just wonderful but the third one ends with uh, Linda Ronstadt's uh, "Long, Long Time," and that's like this thing—a part of it, a part of their relationship—is this artist, and it's just—I just think it's the care and attention that's gone into the show, all the way to the song choices. Are just yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And even if, even if I'm not sure, episode three is the greatest episode of television in history, it might have the best final shot. Of an episode, because that through the window shot oh. is incredible. And it's a genuinely like it's one of the best just
0: and it's a callback to the game. Because so the game's yeah. menus, both of them are like a window, I think. And so this is like if a I remember back to it, but also that like tracking shot back into hmm. the window.
1: Yeah, because he and says it's... we've left the window open.
0: Oh, as <laughs> well, oh. and like,
1: yeah, and it's just it's such a clever. I, I mean, we we, we should mention like even as not a gamer, there is some really clever nods to the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the, even I remember, there's a I think it's episode one where she, she leaves a room and it comes into focus, which is a really because that's how and yeah. they still they still they're fully like. They're Fully aware people love the game, so there's Easter eggs for people, but it doesn't do that thing that a lot of adaptations of not just games of books have gone. Here's one for the, the guys who read the book. It, so you it mean, it's never not like, feels how like the,
0: that. it's not like how the Doom film has a bit where they strap a camera to a gun. I think it's Jared, Literally strap it's Jared a camera. Butler in Doom. It's, I'm sure, was it possibly? I know the was it The Rock?
1: Hold oh, on, I don't know.
0: I haven't watched but, Doom I mean, I, yeah in a while. Doom, they literally isn't, yeah, so, I haven't you, thought about in years. They, no, so they literally get the first person perspective. Here we go, Doom from two thousand and five. Uh, it's not Jared Butler; it's Carl Urban, Rosamund Pike, and Dwayne Johnson. it's oh. Dwayne Johnson, but yeah, and I mean,
1: it doesn't do that thing. Thank the Lord. Do they watch Doom just, like,
0: I'm not going to watch Doom again. <laughs> I'm not watch Doom. Sorry, I'm working on your point. By
1: no, no, about I was, no, no. I, it's been a long time since I saw Doom. I just remember that that thing. I'm going. Oh God, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? But and, yeah, this yeah. we're lucky in the sense that this doesn't do that. Yeah, and the, the, there is threats, nods to it. Yeah, it's not. We're not going to have. Again, that that first thirty minutes through the car, we see through the windscreen, but it's not going. Ooh. This looks like yeah. the game is done. So,
0: it, yeah, it's... yeah. There are shots now, like 30 minutes when they're driving into town and hmm. it's all gone to chaos, which are from the game. Like they've just yeah, but you were There's not, a, there wasn't, you don't get us as like,
1: I'm Kylie, like I say, has no no reference to the game or anything. There wouldn't be a point where she would go, is this, what, is this, is this because it's from the game? Yeah. It's just in there. So we know, we can go, like the game that is. But it's not being yeah. shoved down your throat. Yeah. It's just a really good adaptation. And I just hope it sticks the landing because I really like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you've talked about the landing. And we're not going to go as far ahead as as mm. as where we're going to end up. So we're going to do two more episodes on this. We're going to do uh, an episode for each block of three. Um, how do you feel about the road ahead? Like, how do you f- So I've seen episode four, but I don't think it's. Matters so much, but how do you feel about what we've got coming towards us, and also um, how do you feel it's going to develop as a as a series? Well, because they have said, haven't they?
1: Apparently, that this is the game. We we are absolutely having the Last of Us the game. If we get another series, I'm sure we will. So they've announced it's the going second to, series. They have for sure, yeah, right? Yeah. So they they've hundred percent said we are going game by game. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, we're in for a bit of a rocky road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because and I wonder how. Again, not going too far ahead or any spoilers. We'll get into it, but like, it's been a massive success, mm-hmm. and I wonder how. Yeah, I just wonder how they they're going to work it. If that is the case, that we're having part two is part two, it is the mm-hmm. game, then, yeah. Because so, essentially what we've got is a, a nine-part limited series Yeah, because of the way things pan out.
0: Where, well, we'll have sorts. an 18-part limited series because yeah, it will be sorry, yeah, two batches of nine. Part, yeah. Um I assume that Naughty Dog are working on another game that will time itself. So it can come out like a year before a third series. If we get a third series and I don't really mind if we do or don't get a third series, I respect them. If they're going to not be like the walking dead, where they're they're like, I know the walking dead can go on forever and we can have all these spin-offs and all these other things. Like no. And I'm always like, no, I think there's a limited interest in what we're doing here. I think you can do a couple of seasons and be done. Um,
1: Again, I think that was, that's something that, that, has interested me more is the fact that they've said it's the it, it it the story is in this nine and then another yeah part two is the next nine or if it's going to be I'm sure it will be nine but we're not there's no implication that it's going to be like you say the Walking Dead or Game of Thrones where a year down the line or the end of this season going to go oh that's not what I thought was going to happen yeah. and then twenty seasons later we're still going.
0: Still haven't All got right. there, have we, Joel? Still not... Yeah,
1: come on, mate.
0: Um, they are
1: literally the walking dead, and you're still walking around. Come on.
0: Uh, what I am interested in is if it is going to follow the narrative of the first game. The narrative, the first game has seasons. So it kind of, we start, yeah. I think, maybe in spring, then go summer, autumn, winter, or some, some, like they have like four distinct parts of them. And as of right now, we've not, not moved on a season, and if we're doing okay. nine episodes, I don't know if what they've done instead is that it'll be just two seasons, like two, to like um, yeah, like autumn and winter or something. Like that. I've seen images of them in the snow, so I assume we get to snow at some point. And I don't. So, do you watch House of the Dragon? It, I haven't watched it now, so it's not going to be like House of the Dragon where they recast like the kids halfway through the season to become adults. That's not what's gonna happen. I'm just curious if they will like jump the story ahead. Like will yeah. get to like the end of this portion and then they'll jump the story ahead. Um I don't want to talk about the I ending, did wonder but I assume yeah, it, ends I had... it ends
1: Yeah, I, I my, my assumption is the same. When when they announce, you know, this is the Last of Us, the game is this series because I I thought that maybe that's what would happen after episode three because of the episode three. I thought we may have a title card for episode four and we've jumped the season, but
0: clearly not. Okay. Uh, no, not yet. Um, okay, but yeah, I um haven't got much more to add. We're going to talk a bit more about this show, so oh. let's leave it here. Um, that's just say I'm loving it. I'm <laughs> loving, loving it. But, you know, also a bit devastated by it. So, you know, mixed mixed emotions. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and before you come back on to do this, where can people find you? Where can they find your stuff online? If if you pop up on podcasts, where can they find all that details? I understand this is a complicated question because Twitter is intermittently on fire. And today it's yeah. not that on fire. But other times it feels like it's about to die.
1: Yeah, it goes day by day. I wonder if I'm going to wake up in the morning. Twitter's still there. But as as we're recording this, Twitter is still there. And I'm at Bill Chich. Um, no, I'm not. I'm at Will Chich. And on Instagram, I'm at Bill Chich. So, yeah. But that's Twitter mainly. I don't really... And I pop up on other people's podcasts, but I put them all on the feed there. I'm
0: sorry. For what? <laughs> Getting older faster than you. Oh, I like you older. Older means we're still here.
1: <laughs> what? I was never afraid before you showed up.
0: As always, thank you all so much for listening, and thanks to Will for coming on. We'll be doing two more of these episodes as we chart how this series, this wonderful series develops. You can find us on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Instagram at Alt2Pod, and our email address is not just at gmail.com. And as ever, thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next episode.